All right, the Avalanche head into the All-Star break. Not firing on all cylinders, firing on a lot of them. So we'll discuss how things have been going for them. And with Nathan McKinnon being a captain of, of the all, one of the All-Star teams, who would we like to see play on Team McKinnon? All that and then some new episode of Locked on Avalanche coming at you. Your Locked on Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for tuning in, making it your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. Make sure you're following us on our social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter X, Locked on Avalanche on Instagram, threads, questions, comments, concerns, and opinions, Locked on Avalanche at gmail.com. And make sure you're following us on our YouTube channel. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. And make sure you subscribe to our subtext as well. Link to that is in the show notes below. And when you do, you chat with Kyle and I one-on-one become a special insider and we read your thoughts opinions anything avalanche on this very show we're gonna start doing because we have this whole week off but we don't have it off the avalanche have it off most of the avalanche have it off uh we're gonna be doing some mid-season grades uh some days will be a little bit more heavy than others but because we have a good amount to get to on this episode we're just gonna do the top line for today so we're gonna do mckinnon We'll do Miko, and we'll do Jonathan Drouin for today. And then tomorrow, we'll figure out all that as we go along for the week. But where we're going to start today, sir, is Avalanche, uh, yeah, head into the break. Kind of, I would play, I would say playing their best hockey of, of the year. Would you not? Yeah. It, it Honestly, with this roster construction, how it's looking, how it's being put together, how everybody's kind of gelling at this point. I say how they're playing right now is better than the, how they started the season, and that was a nice little winning streak to get everything going mm-hmm. up until that that Islander game, the road-winning streak. Everybody remember two years ago when that happened? It feels mm-hmm. like two years ago at this point with all the ups and downs of this Avalanche season. But no, no, I really I agree with you. That's The Avalanche are buzzing right now. We, we talked about that going into the month of January, that this was going to be a hell month. And this is where you need to put up or shut up. And the Avalanche only dropped three games this month. And the last one um, against the Kings, their last game before the break, that was it. We were talking about that heading into that game, that that's another game where you're, you know, that you're playing again. The one against the Capitals was like, you need to take care of business there. Don't let them hang around. Everything is against Washington. So you should really just mow them over. And they did. And the same can. Oddly enough, can kind of be said about the Kings right now because they're struggling. I think they were on a back-to-back too. I think this was their second game of another back-to-back. So it was, again, all there for the Avalanche to really just stick it to them. And 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 how many times, Kyle, do we talk about like this team plays to the level of their opponent and, and you know, they'll set the tone from time to time, but they so many times let the other team get back into it. And that's happened this year. But at least for those two games and how you're ending this first half of the season, uh, you 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 took that Kings game and you just, again, you didn't let them hang around. It was good to yeah. see. And my how far we've come in this first half from 
Taze calling out the team and individual mm-hmm. efforts and how this team needs to band together. And they really have closing out. And it's one of those that's almost a blessing and a curse. Like this is what you want to see going into the all-star break, but you're also concerned how it looks coming out of the all-star break because everybody's booking their trips and vacations and relaxing and putting their feet up. And I mean, can you get right back up and get right back to it? That's going to be, we'll find out soon enough, but no, this is what you want to see. And the Avalanche are sitting third in the league currently right now at time of recording behind Boston and Vancouver for some godforsaken reason. But Vancouver's <laughs> up there sitting at the top of the league. But with everything, the ups and downs, the Yorgiev, like, do you love him? Do you hate him? The defensive woes, the depth scoring and the not scoring, the Avalanche are sitting third in the league. And honestly, that Kings game was the perfect little putting a bow on the first half of the season. This This team is legitimate and only getting better. You mentioned that they're sitting third overall in the league right now, um, you know, as far as points go. And yeah, Nathan McKinnon is getting all of the recognition for what he's doing, rightfully so. But as a team, do you feel like they're kind of like sliding in under the radar a little bit right now? Because a lot, I mean, I shouldn't say everybody, you know, a lot of people are talking about Vancouver, what they're doing. A lot of people Mm -hmm. talking about Winnipeg. And what they're doing. You always hear about Boston. Um, Vegas just being, you know, the the defending champion. People are going to talk about them. And Edmonton. is it that and Edmonton doing what they're doing? Yeah, exactly. You're exactly right. So there's, I mean, there's always stories like that. There's always teams that are are towards the top of the standings, and maybe teams that you didn't expect to be that get kind of the recognition. And do you feel like it's like the avalanche that are that are up there just because it's like, oh, uh, you know, ho hum, this is like what they always do. Or is it just, I don't want to be, I don't want to sound that's like bragging or anything. I should say like, this is what they've been doing recently. Not what they always do, but what they've been doing like year after year so far, like, you know, for the last, what, four or five years, like you're just expecting them to be there. Or do you really feel like not, they're not really getting a lot of recognition outside of the Nathan McKinnon stuff? And you know, I've, what a perfectly asked question, because this is coming off the heels of football championship Sunday. And we've all seen how everything shook out over that weekend. And I feel like the Avalanche have kind of put themselves in the 2010s version of the Patriots. Like, they're always kind of good. And you don't really hear about them unless you're paying attention, unless they lose and they do something crazy. Like, the only time you hear about the Colorado Avalanche, you expect them. And in the back of your mind, if if you're not wearing burgundy and blue every day of your life, your only time checking in on the Avalanche is, oh, they dropped that game to Montreal. Oh, Boston took care of Colorado. But when they win, you're just, it's it's business as usual. You go on mm-hmm. about your day. Nathan McKinnon had four goals. Sure. Why wouldn't he? And then you go look at your team score. But that's the Avalanche have put themselves in a spot now where it's just the expected. That's the status quo. The Avalanche are always going to be leading the Central and they're always going to be somewhere in the top five of the league. We really don't have to pay attention because look at that roster. They're going to win. It's it's like Tampa Bay when they were going for the three-peat. You didn't pay yeah. attention to Tampa Bay during the regular season. You just knew they were going to be in the playoffs, and then you focus on them there. That's where Colorado is. You They took they took down Tampa Bay. They took that crown, and now they're holding on to it. You, they're, they're the team you don't have to check up on. That's a really good point about, yeah, you, you start paying attention to them in the playoffs. And because it's just 
like we said, like, is it just like boring to keep talking about the avalanche and like, yeah, they win again, they won again, they won again. They're always at the, they're at the top of the standings. And that's why the focus is on Nathan McKinnon, because what, what he's doing, you know, you don't see a lot. I mean, well, you know, you see it like in the Connor McDavid's of the world and that's even getting boring talking about Connor McDavid all the time and how fantastic. Yeah, we know. So uh, is it, you know, like the avalanche, like the, the team version of, Connor McDavid of just that's what you expect from them in the regular season. And then let's put the focus, you know, then this is just from like, from just me feeling like from the outside, looking in inside the league, people know, people know what's going on and they're, they're taking notice. Um, but it's a good point. It's a good point you make about like, yeah, once you get to the playoffs, then cause that's when that's when the real season starts and then you start paying attention. So and, point well taken. And, it, and, it, and it's not when you hear about the Colorado, it's, Colorado Avalanche being good, it's not just like the Avalanche are good. It's Nathan McKinnon has X amount of points in this amount of time. This team is really good. Like this team is scary good. It's always an extra level of good. It's when they're good and they're winning and they're doing what they're supposed to and they're beating teams. When they beat Boston, nobody blinks an eye. Nobody was like, whoa, look at look at the Colorado Avalanche. Look what they're doing. It's the understood. It's what they should be doing. And you just kind of it's it's background noise at this point. Like the Avalanche are doing what they always do. And then you look at what this team could look like because it's also what the Avalanche do. They have injuries. They have pieces come in and out and they acquire pieces and lose pieces. You look at them in the playoffs and you're like, okay, how does my team match up against playoff Colorado Avalanche? Seattle got lucky with injuries and absences and they mm-hmm. took advantage and they didn't go much farther. And insert next team here they're going to do the exact same thing with this colorado avalanche team when they get to the playoffs yeah man um and it's just going to get more interesting i think you know you have this break and then once the the season picks back up again we uh had our special segment about uh zach parisi which you know which was over the weekend so that's up there if you didn't watch that we kind of we've discussed it last week but we when it when it broke we did a quick segment on it so go check that out. But that's just another added wrinkle to this team. So that I think that's the excitement factor right now is, yeah, what, can this team continue where they left off? And sure, when you get a name like Zach Parisi, and you and I were, had talked about you know multiple times leading up to him signing, how we're a little bit skeptical. But hey, he's on the team now, and let's see what he can do. So I think now heading into the second half of the season, it's let's continue how you're playing. And what can Zach Parisi add to that depth, which was a struggling part? Is he that that piece? Is he that piece? Like, you know, depth was a part that you needed to address. And they went out and and did it in, in, in one fashion anyway, and getting one guy in the name of Zach Parisi. We'll see if that pans out. We'll have to wait. And, and the thing is, this Colorado Avalanche team that everybody takes for granted still has a month until the trade deadline. Uh, yeah isn't the trade deadline usually like middle of march yep by the time when they come back when they come back from the all-star break it'll be parise the new shiny thing and then they have a month to put all that together see how it works and then attack the trade deadline so this isn't the final form of the colorado avalanche yet and we're already taking it for granted definitely not so yeah and that's the exciting part another exciting is is the moves that could potentially happen so um all right let's head into the all-star 
weekend, which is obviously a few days away, but the draft is the first thing that takes place. And with Nathan McKinnon being a captain, uh, who would we like to see on Team McKinnon? We'll get uh, our answers and our subtext people, a couple people from subtext weighed in on that. So we'll discuss that coming up next. First, we got eBay Motors, passion, drive, and patience. It's what brings home the winning trophy, and it's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle, level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, what do we call that, sir? That is the Nathan McKinnon Trilogy. Absolutely. eBay Motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts. For your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you are burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home the win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers. There we go. All right. Uh, All-Star Weekend, we hate it, but we got to deal with it. Um, and I guess what kind of makes it a little bit more fun is when you have play. Well, everybody has at least one player in it, which that's a whole other conversation, which we can't stand. Uh, but the Fs have three guys in it, one of which Nathan McKinnon is a captain of one of the four teams that they will do a fantasy draft with. <clears throat> Forgive me for forgetting the name of the uh, musical artist that he is with. What, what it? Tate McCray? Yeah, I think that's it. You're right. Um, I don't know how that's going to work. I, I, like, I guess I'm interested to see how this whole thing works. Uh, but McKinnon will be a captain. Who do we want on Team McKinnon? We have some people from Subtext, which I'll get to. There's no rhyme or reason to this. We're just going to throw out. We're not going to do the lines or anything like that. We're just going to throw out some some names that we would like to see. Uh, play with with McKinnon. So throw out one or two or however you want. I really like the idea of Rosman Stalin being the quarterback for Nathan McKinnon. That would be fun. That would I be interesting want, to see. I, I want to see, and this is one of those things you can take advantage of, especially in this draft format of the All-Star game, the fantasy matchups that realistically you're never going to be able to see with a lot of these contracts and a lot of these guys that are, again, every team is represented, but you're also getting the opportunity to see pieces like you're never going to see Rasmus Dahlin as a member of the Colorado Avalanche in their prime, Nathan McKinnon right. and Dahlin working together. That move will never happen. So you get to see it for one night only in this game. And I just want to see what two guys with that level of speed and hockey IQ mm. together would be. Uh, I don't. I, I have him as as one as well, for for a defender. Um, I definitely have him as as one. Um, let me see here. Let's. Uh, well, and you know what? Before we get into any any further, like, it's not a rule. And some I think Vargar even said it too. Um, but it should be. You can't pick guys that are on your your team I'm, if you have I'm, multiple. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I I purposely did not want to see. McKinnon and McCarr. I don't think anybody does. You get that 82 games out of the year. So I don't, it should be a rule where if you have multiple uh, players 
that are in and as, at least for these four guys that are drafting um you can't you can't draft your own guys that'd, that'd be nice to see um i'll throw one out and then we'll get to uh subtext people as well I, you know i think a lot of people are gonna throw the the Sidney crosby thing out there right i think that that'll be fun to see um but i'm i'm a big Clayton keller guy Ooh, and i i you know i know that's within the division um and i i don't know why i just feel like those two guys would kind of they're just the the skill level is kind of off the charts for both of them so they would be exciting shifts if, if that if they were on the same line together um I just think like the the you know the dangles that you would see and the moves that they would try to pull off, they would just be trying to like to one up each other because they're both magic men with the puck. I'd like to see that. Oh, that would be that would be absolutely beautiful. I, That'd be I a nice one. And you know what? It might make the All Star Game worth watching. <laughs> just if if I could get notifications when Nathan McKinnon hits the ice on my phone so I could tune it in as quick as possible uh, I would do that. Uh Amy says he thinks he's going to pick Crosby. That's what I am wanting to see like with his number 1 pick. Is he going to pick Sidney Crosby? Uh we'll, we'll see. Um I'd like to see him pick Kucherov is what Amy says. That is you you're, you're coming up with a storyline there amy that would be interesting yeah. uh and she says that just for the narrative and maybe brady kachuk and or tom wilson the game is so boring i think picks uh i think picks should just be maximum chaos you, you put brady kachuk and tom wilson on on the same team you're gonna you might get some chaos. maybe not in the all-star game but uh i like where she's going with a lot of that and having kucherov and nate dog on the same it's like keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. Mm. I would I would love to see just like those two in a like casual format just go off against each other, but together might be interesting. That would be fun. Uh this is Vargar. Uh he says the same thing. I'd like to see Crosby as his line mate. I've never liked him because I feel like he's favored by the NHL and gets all the calls from refs, but I'm sick of not getting calls. So he thinks we're going to get calls like in the all-star game. I don't think they call anything in the all-star game, Parker. Uh, considering the unrest and possible possible rebuild in Pittsburgh, let Sid play on a line with Nate and see how fun it is. Maybe that would entice Crosby to force a trade. Ooh. Then the ads would get some calls for once. <laughs> Uh, he says, also, I'd like to see Makar play with McDavid. I don't want uh, any teammates to play together, actually. Yeah, so there you go. Um, hey, I, put McKinnon and, and Crosby on a line. So, we're, you know, we're, we're still doing business, even though it's the All-Star game. I like where you're going with this, Vargar. No, and see, like, Vargar hit the nail on the head. That's my backup. What I would have – Kale Makar and Connor McDavid. I want Connor McDavid to experience elite-level generational defense – so when he goes back to Edmonton, this little win streak they're on falls apart yeah. because he's so used to stellar defense. He goes yeah. back and realizes, I can't do this here, and they just <laughs> stop winning altogether. So it's the same. So it's twofold. You want Crosby to play with McKinnon to see how fun that could be, and you want McCarr to play with McDavid for him to realize mm-hmm. he doesn't have this. I should just retire. Yep. yep. <laughs> Love it. Uh, you got another one that you'd like to see? Any oh, that was like that was my second one right there. I wanted to see oh. use this all-star game if we all have to watch it 
yep. use it as a recruiting tool for Sidney Crosby and yeah. a, a way to dismantle the Edmonton Oilers right now because this God, winning so streak, it's impressive, but it's got to stop. That's funny. Um, and Madam Battle actually threw out, she says she thinks that he's going to take Avalanche players. Um, yeah. I think he should challenge himself and pick non-Avs players. Um, and she also said, let's go San Francisco 49ers. So we're recording this right after that game ended. So I guess congratulations to the 49ers. But I don't think he's going to, Madam Battleaxe. I, I think this is you know his time to have some fun with this and pick non-Avalanche players. It's not, you know, like we said, it's not the rule, but I think most of these guys are going to shake things up. Although Avalanche sense. versus the world is not a bad idea. <laughs> that would be fun. The, uh, there's a couple other guys that I have on here. I did have Darlene like you did. I think Pasternak would be fun. Mm. That would be that would be fun to see those two together. Um, is and is if he, Krill the Thrill healthy? I yes, he is. He is. So, but what? they they did that last year. But they they were on they were on a you know when it was a central. It's I think that's again one so of those fun. matchups. It'd be the only time you'll get to see it. It is, and yeah. I think Minnesota needs something to cheer for. You're welcome. Yeah. So I'd like to see uh, Pasternak, and and if he was not injured. And we'll maybe get this in another in a future All Star game. Connor Bedard, Connor Bedard, and Nathan McKinnon. It's like the young buck, and this is how you do it, kid, because you haven't been able to play with anybody like me on your team yet. And I know it's just the All Star game, but uh, let, let me show you some things. If little guy, if, if injuries didn't play a part in his in his season, Zegers would have been a fan vote. And that would have been a perfect little recruiting tool to. Could have been too. Oh my goodness! I love how we're. I love. I love how we're using this as, as business. It's not just an all star game. It's business. Honestly, Uh, let's let's pull the curtain back. That's what it is. It can be. You hear that a lot. You hear a lot of of guys using it as like recruiting, and just talking to would be free agents. You know, like in the off season. Um, definitely. And, and the city knows it too. And they, they put on a show to maybe, Hey, remember when you were here for the all-star game? Like yep. that could be year round for it. Yeah. Uh, and real quick, a, a goalie, you have a, goal, a specific goalie that you would want him to take. Igor Shesterk. My man. I like it. I like it. I'm with you on that one. You know, I would be though. And then go back <laughs> home to your gift. <sighs> Who is there too? Who, oh man. Yeah. My camera's getting crazy. All right. Um, <laughs> too yeah, much that, Rangers that, love, and your camera just blew I, up. <laughs> that's why that's I purposely so, didn't choose a devil. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, do you like those uh outdoor jerseys, the Devils ones? I think the r- Devils were actually pretty cool. They I are. They were, I, I, I think the Rangers one is the best, and then I think the Devils one is next. Yep. And then the Islanders one is just like uh, I guess we'll just use Edmonton Oilers or uh, style. And then the Flyers were just like, we're just going to go out with a regular jersey. (laughs) Just completely ridiculous. So, um, all right. Let's take one more break, and then we'll throw out a couple midseason grades for uh, the top line uh, so far this year. Two of them you probably can guess. I think everybody's interested in the third one. So we'll do that. Coming up next. All right, let's hear from FanDuel. So happy Super Bowl, everybody. Happy Super Bowl to all that celebrate. 
Uh, and you can do that on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. We have our matchup. And if you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks and placing some super bets. So are you happy with this Super Bowl, sir? I would have been much happier if it was the Lions. I really see, I would have been much happier if it was not Kansas City. I don't uh, think I, I'm I'm in that. Yeah, I mean, I have to with, with being a Bronco fan. You are not rooting for Kansas City. Yeah, I like Dan Campbell, so I was cheering for him. Yeah. him alone. I, it was for me. It was going to be whoever comes out of out of the NFC. Yeah. Uh, but I, and I didn't watch a lot of Ravens, but this year, but like, what team showed up in that game? It was. It's horrible. It's the, it's the Broncos. It was what it really was. Uh, so FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. And now you can bet on who will win the Super Bowl on Super Bowl 58. But FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored. I'm maybe guessing there's going to be some Taylor Swift bets thrown up in there. How many times she'll be I'm on in. screen? Yeah. <laughs> So new customers join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right. Um, last thing to get to, and that is our midseason grades. Uh, like I said, we'll do handful of these throughout the week and uh we'll do the top line so we got nathan mckinnon miko rantanen jonathan juen we'll start with the easy ones sir nathan mckinnon it's a a with however many pluses you want to put next to it and i don't think that's really debatable yeah that's absolutely an a plus and that feels like it's still less than what he deserves so like in video games like and you could go a plus and then you can go s s is like like top top tier in video games so you can go s tier yeah. okay i to me it's just like um you know you, you give him a and like five pluses um can he can he keep those five pluses you know what make, make this a restaurant thing you know like michelin stars restaurants get like mm. three michelin stars if they're like top of the line and those can always get taken away nathan mckinnon right now is a three michelin star restaurant and at the end of the year, will he still be that or does one get taken away or does two stars get taken away? Uh, the way that he's playing, I don't see anything getting taken away from him. But um, he, he whatever grade you want to use, one out of 10, one out of 100, A, B, C, D, he is at the max of whatever it is. Yeah, it's and it's even hard to figure out a way where he can lose that with the pace that he's at right now. I know. Exactly. Miko Rantanen. Uh, that's an easy A for me as well. He just continues to be. I don't. I don't want to say you know he's the Robin to McKinnon's Batman because I think that's that's a knock on him because it's not what he is. It's a Batman and Batman combo that we have here, and and he's he's just as good as as McKinnon. Not the numbers, but production. What he means to the team. He continues to just be the the constant for the Colorado Avalanche. It's. He's awesome. He's awesome. I hate that you baited me into this analysis, but you said Batman and Robin. Miko and Nate are Iron Man and Captain America. They're not sidekicks. They are individual superheroes. And whenever Nathan McKinnon is like cooling off from scoring a goal or when 
things are down and momentum shifting. Miko always shows up with that goal that everybody forgets about. It's always just quick. It's bar down. It's in, it's out. And things are, he's always right there. He's like yeah. the Hulk. He just shows up, does what he's got to do and goes. It's never like a big storyline. Like Nate has all these streaks and records and all this. Miko just gets in, gets it done and goes home. And Miko is fantastic. He's an A plus a thousand percent. Yeah, they, they just, I mean, two guys that have just played together as long as they have, you you see it. You see it. They just know exactly where they're going to be. They know what to expect. And, you know, with Miko, 66 points. Yep. If Nathan McKinnon wasn't doing what he's doing, like, this this was Miko ranting in last year. When everyone's getting hurt and he was the only guy that you could, like, rely on, Um, he was by far their most valuable player last year. Um, But 66 points, that's, that's tied for sixth right now. He's one. He's one point behind Connor McDavid. You can't argue it. Like you can't. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy how he just continues to be. And again, we were talking about how the Avalanche seemed to be like maybe a little bit sliding under the radar as a team. Miki Ranton, and that that's just that's what he that's what he's been doing. He you always hear that guy that you know the, the players that are you know that maybe are not the household names. He's always at the top of that list, and it's kind of a shame that he's he's not more notable. Uh, in the grand scheme of things, because he's phenomenal. You could, because for so long you couldn't talk about Connor McDavid without Leon Dreisaitl, and I feel like that same spotlight should be shown on Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen. It just isn't. It's usually it's usually one or the other, never together, and I hate that for both of them. And it's also another reason why I hate this. Every team gets at least one player into the All Star game because he's not going. And you're really going to tell me Miko Rantanen's not an All Star? And I'm looking at just going through like the point leaders. Um, I'm going through. Is uh, is JT Miller on the All Star team? He sh- yeah, he I, should be. I think he should be. Let me check really quickly because I, I, there's a, a, something I'm getting to here. Um, JT Miller. Just the uh, fact that the Colorado Avalanche yes. are sitting on two top ten in the league. Yeah, <laughs> guys with so, points like it's incredible. So yeah, JT Miller is so Miko Rantanen is the only guy you have to get down to Braden Point. I don't think Braden Point's on the All Star uh, All Star team. All these guys that are mixed in for for the top point leaders, Miko Rantanen is the only one that's not going. Uh, you have to get down. Yeah, Braden Point, who's tied for fifteenth, is I don't believe he's going. That's how far down you have to go. Everybody else on that list is going to the All-Star game. What, what is wrong with that? What's wrong with it? A lot. So, um, anyway, yeah. So, that, that's where we are with Miko. And then the last one we'll do is, is Jonathan Drouin. Um, it's been a season so far for him. You know, started off not so good. A little bit slow. Got, you know, line demoted a couple times. He um, was a healthy scratch one or two times. He has come back in a big way, and he's had a really good second half of the first half of the season. What grade would you give him right now? I'm interested. I'm giving him a flat B. Uh, I'm with you on that. I think, flat- and, and maybe it's more of, of what he's done recently. But that that's that's a big big part. Um, you know that that you you started off the season the way that you did, but you've improved as the season goes on. I take that into big consideration. So I'm agreeing with you. I think a B is good. And for anybody who says that is a little high, we just had a conversation when Ontario Lekkinen came back 
on if he should even go back to his normal position on the top line because Drewen has taken that spot, and it's hard to see him not be up there on that top line with Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen. That tells you something. That's not just a spot you could plug anybody in, and it's not just a spot for any old player. So for Drewen to be a top-line guy that helps move that top line, that speaks a lot for where he's come from the beginning of the season. Um, What do we got for for – stats for him i just want to bring him up so he's got come on load up um 28 points on the season 10 goals 18 assists and a lot of that has come in the past like two months really so i mean yeah go ahead if they if they tagged on like a third assist those numbers would be way up because (laughs) a lot of his touches are split between Nathan McKinnon, Miko Ranton, Taser, and Makar. So it's it's hard to get that third assist, but he's always there. He's always a part yeah. of that. Yeah, I, I think uh, I'm agreeing with you. I think, you know, he's in the B minus B range for me. And, and sure, a lot of it has a lot to do with how he's come out of the, the early season funk. Um, so you can continue that. You, you have a full half of the season like you did on this this more recent half of the first season uh you might be looking at an a for him for me at, at the end of the year so we'll see how it plays out what do you think throw out uh comments on on those three guys we'll get to some more on tomorrow's episode but as far as uh the top line what do you think rate them grade them however you want to do it um yeah we'll get to more tomorrow more tomorrow Uh, That'll wrap it up for today. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in and making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. We'll be back tomorrow with anything else going on in Avalanche land. Maybe they make some sort of move. Who knows? Um, But if they do, we'll talk about it. He's Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli. This is the Lockdown Avalanche podcast. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go. Go.